Welcome back to the Workspace Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Moran. Today's guest is Megan Steinberg. She's an HR professional that recently started her own human resources consulting company. We had a great discussion on recent trends in the world of human resources and how she helps her clients develop a framework for developing their own successful HR function something that's crucial for today when we have virtually zero unemployment. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, Meg, thanks for coming by today. Thanks for having me, Justin. Happy to have you. Thanks. So why don't you just kick it off by uh, explaining who you are and a little bit more about your company, and then we'll get into it. Sure. So I'm president of Steinberg HR. Prior to getting or launching my firm, I worked in hospitality operations. Mm -hmm. So I worked all around the Charles River. So I have a business school. Boston University, MIT, where I managed, directed high-end catering, huh. retail, and residential locations. Transitioned into HR over 12 years ago within hospitality. And so I managed, from an HR standpoint, 22 locations all up and down Comav for Aramark at Boston University. And then after a few years of doing that, I coupled my time at BU as well as at Brandeis University in New England Conservatory where, again, I always had the focus of supporting from an HR capacity, the operation, and then transitioned directly to the University of Boston University, had some great experience there, and then decided to leave, and I launched my Steinberg HR, right, which has been fantastic. Have, awesome. So you have your own company now. Yes. And it's been 18 months or so? or Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad you decided to come on board the podcast today. I've been kind of anxious to have someone in your industry as a guest. The thing that I keep being reminded of is how great the economy is doing mm -hmm. and how low the unemployment rate is. It's effectively zero. It's you know hovering in the threes, I think, yep. still, which is effectively zero unemployment. So I suspect that's really challenging for business owners these days. I don't have a lot of employees, so it's not a big challenge for me, but... Why don't you just talk a little bit about that and how folks are dealing with it? Sure. It is a very unique time. Not only is it challenging, but it is such a phenomenal opportunity for business owners and for companies to really pause and take some time to think about, okay, let's go back to our roots. So we've got this low unemployment, there's competition, we have to think about retention, we have to think about what's our talent strategy, but to really look at what is our organization about? Okay. And what's our mission? What are our values? I believe that in every organization, like your employees are the heartbeat of your company. Mm -hmm. So whether it's a product or a service, there is a human behind that. So how can you leverage that? And how can you really take a really deep dive into understanding how can I keep my great talent that I have? And then also what's the story that I'm going to tell outward? And what's my reputation like out there? for people to want to come work for me. Yeah. So I think there's many different pieces of it that you could really tap into and be a little different too and think outside the box. Right. I suspect the biggest thorn in most business owners' side these days is getting people poached from their company that they've invested five, seven, ten years into mm -hmm. and hundreds of thousands of dollars and they're a top performer and all of a sudden in the middle of the night they're gone. So what should business owners consider when thinking about retention these days? One big piece that some companies do very well and others may not really be thinking about is having a third party or somebody objective coming into their organization and conducting focus groups. Hmm. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a way to either do it in a group setting where you're asking some general questions uh -huh. 
or you have general questions coupled with some areas that you see as a leader that you want to understand that a little bit better. Yeah. But you have somebody come in, speak to all of your employees and ask these same questions to everybody. So you get a really good understanding of, okay, what's my current climate? Yep. And what do we need to do as an organization? Because you could be thinking as a leader, this is what we need to do. But really keeping your finger on the pulse and hearing and listening what your employees are saying is a great opportunity. So after that focus group, you could do it as in group settings or you can do as one-on-one interviews. And typically it's done anonymously, especially if you're... If you if, want the truth. <laughs> if you want the truth, exactly. And you have this person that's asking these questions is no relationship really there. And they're going to be more apt to tell you all about the good and the not so good. And then after that, creating a really nice summary of what were the findings. And the biggest piece to make sure that whether you're a business owner or you're a leader and and you've invested in this is to do a follow-up. So, hey, here's an action plan. So after we have all that information, sitting down, putting down an action plan and putting and being completely transparent about this is what we found. We heard you. Exactly. And to say, hey, these things up here, we're not going to be able to do. Mm -hmm. We heard you, but this is why we're not going to be able to do it. And then let's look at the low hanging fruit, which we're able to make immediate change and have immediate impact. And then here are some areas that it's just going to take us longer. And this is what you're going to see. And to take that action plan and continuously speak, whether it's quarterly or on a biannual basis, so people know that they were heard and that there is change that's happening based on their feedback. Right. Mm -hmm. And the economy is screaming. And the only way to capture some more market share and grow your company is with people. Mm -hmm. So conversely, from retention, what should people be thinking about attracting top talent out there these days? Three things. One, I would say, look inward. Again, look at your high performers. And look at those loyal employees that deliver for you and what makes them stay and how can you almost replicate that and and attract those same people. Okay. So that's one piece is looking at that. And then also look at your website. A lot of times when I have my engagements, I'll take a look at the website and it's your generic, here are my open positions. How can you tell your story so much better by just clicking on your career's website, let me have a glimpse Mm. of what it's like to actually work in that environment. I think sometimes a missed opportunity with anything else with Google searches and all the research that people are doing with competition and looking at, you know, is there a better world out there from Mm -hmm. a professional standpoint? And what are my other opportunities? People are doing research. And so they're looking at reviews, they're looking at your testimonials, they're looking at your website. So make sure that that's up to speed. And the third thing is, is to really look at your relationships within your community. So look at different organizations within your local community that are going to help you diversify. Mm -hmm. So you can always look at your LinkedIn, your Indeed, all your other platforms that you have out there to get those automatic searches and postings. But really go a step further in what are those relationships that you can create Again, whether it's organizations I just met today with Road to Responsibility that's local here, that they're able to help with some placement. There's so many opportunity to get creative. Yeah. Okay, cool. So get creative. Something just popped in my head. One of the biggest things that keeps me up at night are bad reviews. If someone leaves a bad review on Google about an experience they had with one of my businesses, it's not a great feeling. Right. How do you manage that? If someone's going to be leaving bad reviews about an experience they had with your company, what are some ways to mitigate those risks? And can you respond to it? How does it work? Well, when you can respond, the other thing to be proactive is to do those exit interviews. One question that I actually include in my exit interviews is, if you were to go on Glassdoor, and you were to write a review, 
what is a pro that you would have? What's a con? So that provides some insight before they even walk out the door and they leave on their last day. It's reality, right? There's going to be good and there's going to be bad. Yeah. And people are going to know that. So you respond appropriately as you would when you have your reviews. Yeah. People will read that and we're all human. And right. we all have our experiences. Our employee experience is, is going to be different because we are human. Sure, so. sure, of course. If I'm a business owner and I want to think sort of more holistically about my HR function, mm -hmm. what are some best practices that I should consider? So I would say, look at your benefits, not just your health benefits and vision and dental. Those are all very important. Don't mistake me. Yeah. But for some smaller businesses, that's a very big cost. It so is. if you're not extremely competitive on that end, what else can you do? So I've worked with companies where they provide volunteer days which I think is pretty cool. So yes. it's a win-win for everybody. So yeah. there's three days a year that each employee can go out and they get paid for the day. It's a win for the employee because they're engaged with whatever organization or group it is Yeah, for you and for the person that they're helping. Yeah. It's a good um, team building thing too, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you do it independently or you do it as a group, you also want to look at retirement, which is very important. When you have a workforce that has a lot of student debt, is there something that you're able to do mm. to help aid that so then they're then able to start thinking about retirement a little bit more easy? Yeah. Again, you want to pull back. You want to look at how many, you know, we've got four or five generations right now. They're all in the workforce together. And yeah. what's important to each is a little bit different. So you want to, again, look at it holistically on how are you going to retain and then how are you attracting people? I have one company that they have meditation sessions every Monday. And so that's something that doesn't necessarily cost money, but it gives you some insight into, all right, what's the culture like here? Yeah. And I know you've developed a framework that people can follow. Why don't you just talk through a couple of the finer points of the framework? Sure. So my philosophy or our philosophy at Steinberg HR is to, if you think about a pyramid, if you have that visual and yep. from the bottom and work your way up, you look at your core so as I was talking about before, like what's your mission, what's your strategy, what are your values, and what's your anchor? And then you thread that throughout each level, and, and then you move up to your HR foundation. So let's look at your policies, your systems, what are the tools that you have in place, what's your processes, your procedures from an HR foundation. Once that's solid, you're going to take the step to looking really at your people infrastructure, so your job descriptions, what benefits, your compensation, and then moving into your employee experience. So communication is huge yeah. and also your employee experience and what's the why. Why are people staying with you mm -hmm. and how are you communicating? How are you communicating your mission and everything else that falls underneath that? So that's a really big block there. And then you want to think about how do you develop people? So mm -hmm. what's your succession planning? What's your career path look like? So whether that's vertical or lateral and when people are going to be leaving the organization. So from there... I've done it myself and I've seen it happen is that's where the bread and butter is like then it pours into your reputation. So internally and externally, internally, we spend so much time at work, whatever our profession is, yeah. that when we go home at night and we have dinner or we talk to our family, what are we saying about that other half of our life that's really blended in? And what are they saying about that experience? And that's the reputation internally. And then when your colleagues sit around or your employees sit around and talk to each other, what are they saying about you? Truthfully, what are they saying? Yeah. And hopefully, if it's done correctly, the bottom of that pyramid, your mission and your values are going to be threaded and you're going to see glimpses of that through all those conversations. And then from an external standpoint, 
what's your competition saying about you? And then how do external, whether it's customers or vendors, whatever that looks like, how are they looking inward to you? Mm. And what does your reputation look like? So regardless of the engagements of how I come into an engagement, I really have that philosophy and that framework that I use. It helps me learn more about the company. It helps us do the right thing. Very good. So I suspect you've got a set of services that speak to these different points in that framework. So why don't you just talk a little bit about how you work with customers and what your value proposition is? Sure. Two types of customers that come forward is one, either customers know exactly what they want. Mm. They just don't know how to get there. So I'm able to help support them in that. And the other piece is you've got these leaders that know it's so important to have this people infrastructure. Mm -hmm. They just don't know how to do it or they don't have the time. Are they growing so rapidly that they need somebody to come in and help them support getting things over the finish line? Yeah, I bet Um, there's a lot of that lately. There is. And so it's really interesting to see over the past several months of the change. And one of the engagement options that, that I provide is a partnership where we have identified projects that need to be done, whether it's, let's say it's a handbook and let's say it's career pathing or let's say it's performance management. These are all things that are happening, Mm. you know, right now, just given the time of year. And we'll work in partnership with somebody that's on site. So whether it's the owner or senior leadership, or even sometimes there are HR folks that that I'll engage with. And we work together on that to get things completed or if it's process improvement. So I'll take the lead on it and then also ensure that they're obviously a very big part of it. Yeah. And those are the engagements that work beautifully. Yeah. I, I'm fine with coming in. And if somebody says, go ahead and do this, we can do that. Yeah. However, that partnership is what I thrive on because it, I can take my operations lens. I can take my HR foundation and get really creative to make sure that it's going to really fit the company. So you're bringing the framework and then the vision for discrete tasks that need to get exactly. done. Okay, cool. Exactly. Right and on. it completely ranges from whether it's mediation or coaching to systems implementation to, like I said, career pathing, performance management, corrective action process, Mm -hmm. training and development. I do a lot of that, customize that. It really ranges. If you look at the full life cycle of an employee, Mm -hmm. we're able to touch and support at any point. Cool. Is it project-based? Is it time and material? How does it... So we do part-time, we do interim and project-based work. Okay. So there'll be times where... People say, you know, let's allocate X amount of hours a month. Mm-hmm. We'll work on these projects and it's an engagement for six months. And we have that outlined. And in addition to working on those projects, I also include an on-call platform where they're able to call and ask us any questions that they may have. Obviously, people, there's things that come up. They have that service as well coupled into that. So it's nice. It's like we've got some project work going on and then they also have that almost a lifeline to say, okay, this is happening. I need your help with this and I need your support. Right. So you decided to get out on this journey a couple of years ago, I guess. Yeah. And what's the biggest thing you didn't expect to have happen on this journey? And what do you think your customers are perceiving your value to be? Sure. So I knew I wanted to move into consulting at some point in my career. Yeah. I didn't know it would be right now. And it really happened very naturally and holistically. My vision was I need to get some different experience in different industries to round myself out. So my vision is still the same. And now I get to work with all of these different companies, all different industries Mm. from literally two employees upwards to 200 employees. Wow, okay. 
in their passion and what they want to do and what's important to them is so, so different. So I didn't realize just personally and professionally how enriched I would feel right. every single day. It's so rewarding and I feel very blessed that I get to work with these awesome people and really wonderful leaders that want to do right. That's cool. I mean, you were in basically the hospitality right. business. Right. And now you've got the ability to take everything you've learned and bring it to other industries. That must be a great learning experience for yourself. Absolutely. If you could complete this sentence, don't underestimate the power of? Conversation. In this world right now, everything's automated and there's a lot of digital social media platforms and all of that is important and it's the world that we live in and I think it's fantastic. The core of who we are as humans to have those conversations and to really take a deep dive into listening and actually hearing what each other has to say. Right. I think that's such an important point. I'm sick of email. <laughs> I, just can't, I can't stand it. I think your thoughts come across on email or text or a post vastly different than what you actually meant sometimes, especially if you don't have a great grasp of how to write. <laughs> and there's plenty of people out there that, you know, have a different kind of brain. <laughs> I wish more people would just pick up the phone. Well, it's really important too, because there's so many generations that are working right yeah. now. And we all operate and communicate differently. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that we don't just focus on that because then that space gets very narrow. Yeah. And so you want to be able to have those conversations with everybody as a business owner and just as people. Like, of course, that's what we want. Yeah. So I think to not lose sight of that, no matter how busy the operation gets, that brief conversation when you're grabbing a cup of coffee and talking a little bit more in depth, you just get really wonderful insight. So that would be my answer. Very good. So it sounds like your sweet spot is the small business, anywhere from a couple to a couple hundred employees. My history and my background is in the much larger organizations and yeah. corporations. And so I feel very, very comfortable with that. Okay. Though right now, that's, that's, that's what happening. I'm attracting. And right, that's yeah. what I love it. So that's where I'm at. Cool. Very good. So how can people get a hold of you? They can reach me by emailing at Megan at SteinbergHR.com. Okay. Um, and all my contact information is there. I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook. And I would welcome a conversation. I do exploratory conversations where it's one to two hours just to figure out where your pain points, what makes the most sense. So hmm. I welcome that. And there's no cost to that. Yeah, it's, very good. It's really getting to figure out if it's a right fit. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Great topic, and best of luck with your business. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Once again, that was Megan Steinberg of Steinberg HR. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit that subscribe button, leave a review, and most importantly, share with your friends. The Workspace Podcast can be found on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen. If you have any interest in podcasting, please don't hesitate to reach out. I can be found at info at workspacema.com. Thanks for listening today, and we'll see you on the next one.